I forgot how to do this. It's been a whole week. Well, you're Renee. Yes. And you're Georgia. Yes. And I'm a tech analyst. And I'm a psychotherapist. And this is Apple Talk, where what do we do? Psychology meets technology. We smash them together. We mish them up. And then it makes a technology psychology pie. Nice. And we talk about Facebook, nay, Meta. And, or no, Meta, nay, Facebook. Uh, Alphabet, nay, Google. Apple Computer Incorporated. Sorry, Apple, nay, Apple Computer Incorporated. Uh, Amazon. Uh, it was just Amazon, right? It's just still just, Amazon. Just Amazon. It's still Amazon. For now. And Microsoft, I guess, is still Microsoft. For now. So I saw a really interesting quote from Johnny Ive, Georgia. Do you remember Johnny Ive? I do remember Johnny Ive. Designed little things like the iMac and the iPod and the iPhone and the iPad. Magical. Magical, um, illuminating uh, devices. He had an interview recently, and he was talking about the advent of wearables and how they're really just a, a stepping stone towards cybernetics. Like right now we have external cybernetics, our phones, our watches, eventually our glasses give us more enhanced information, but eventually they're gonna be internalized. And as much as I found that enticing in sort of a cyberpunk shadow run matrix, you know, vibe thing, right. also terrified me. Yes, it's a little bit of a black mirror, right? Yes. Where if you stick stuff, well we start off with sticking stuff on our face, Yes. on us, on our face, closer and closer to our brain, and then in, I don't know, that, that brings up a whole bunch of ethical dilemmas and moral dilemmas and... You see you have Picard, fears. Data, Locutus of Borg. Yes, <laughs> I was totally going with the Borg. I think Picard and Data are fine. Locutus of Borg kind of scares the hell out of me. I don't know about Data. Well, I mean, like the idea of having a synthetic android, well, maybe they'll take over and destroy us, but... Well, I, yeah. It seems like cleaner still. You know what I mean? Like, I know this person, this is a human, this is a, an animal, this is a... It isn't merged in between yes. the both of them. So this is my fear. It's like sudden, like they'll have Apple cybernetics version one and, and Google cybernetics version one and God help us, Facebook cybernetics version one. And the early adopters will get them and they'll be like, oh, they're no longer compatible with cybernetics version three. Sorry. And now you have this old hunk of like copper in the side of your head that they can, you can't update to the sleeker, sexier silicon version. See, mine goes darker, right? Like the want for it is like awesome. And then the darker side is more dark where what if they hack you? What if your government says you have to have this and then they can choose what you get to see and don't see? What if they can actually then, you know, block things from your vision because they choose to or implant things into your vision as they choose to? Like or the Great make Firewall you feel... of China, but for, exactly. or, or like the Facebook algorithm, but for your brain. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Or make you feel good when you do something that the government likes and punish you when it doesn't. But then like, not to get all global frequency about it, but it reminded me of that story where they have like one of the first cyborgs and they're like, they replaced my arm, but then the cybernetic arm tore off the torso. So they had to replace my torso. And now my genitals are a plasma cannon. You know, it was just like, it just like one step after another. And suddenly you're like this toaster that kills people. I, I'm still stuck on the, the genitals part. But... Plasma cannon. Because that's way more useful for a cyborg assassin than you know anything else. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Balls, tires. <laughs> Roll away. Yes. Um, but Roll out. It, the thing is, is that, you know, then we also end up with this set divergent society with those that can afford this and those that can't, those that can be controlled and those that cannot be controlled. Yes. And then... The Morlocks. Yeah. And then what happens? Who has a right to that? What if you buy the tack and you know, you can't repair it and it's stuck inside right of you. Right to repair your implant. 
could you even repair your implant? Like it's like you're gonna go like like uh, I fix it or Linus or or Lewis is gonna go in there and with a pair of tweezers and just but, uh, yes, that's what would happen, right? <laughs> but then also, who has access to that? Like talk about Facebook advertising to the metaverse. What about the interniverse? Yeah, and like, are you gonna have to have a medical degree to be able to do, like? Is it a responsibility to repair with a medical degree for cybernetics? Like, we're just can anyone go in there with the pliers? You know, because I want to be able to be like the $6 million man. Like, I want to be able to jump and fight and do all of those things. Like, the pull for me is salient. I want that. Superhuman being able to fly, yes. Like, the robot that they can actually, like, fly around with the... Like but it won't be the same because like, the, the predisposition awesome. for, for that whole, like, fantasy is that you're one of the few metahumans but like if this is available anyone with affluence like you said would be able to have access to this so you'd be like everyone would be leaping across buildings outside it wouldn't i'm okay i'm okay with me and the other you know whatever 10 percent of people that get this versus those that don't um so what does it mean for our psychic our psyche because like people like for a long time stephen hawking's one of the original palm trio developers was working on numenta elon musk is famously working on his uh, you know brain interface because he believes reading off of a phone screen is inefficient and like or the bandwidth is so low that if you could just hook it up connect um, directly we could process so much faster but what is that like our brains weren't designed like our brains do pattern matching in a way no computer can still like our brains can do things that are way beyond computers, but there are some things that computers do way better. Yes. And how do those two things meet? And what is the cost to that, right? What happens to our brain when they are constantly having a barrage of information that is going straight to you? We know that certain things like social media actually make us feel more anxious, more depressed, not good enough, not great for our self-esteem, especially with these curated vision of what we should do. But even just hooking us up to dopamine as a reward for society that instead of even getting paid, you get a shot of dopamine, right? You can see people becoming addicted to that, right? All of these dystopian futures with people being addicted to the next high, we're like, oh, that seems ridiculous. No, rats will kill themselves in order to <laughs> yes. get their dopamine instead of even eat and drink. Humans, if they become addicted to a salient enough drug, will kill themselves in order to get that, sell everything they have. Yeah. What a powerful commodity for any nefarious group or person or company to be able to have over us as ourselves. And you might be like, oh, you know what? That wouldn't work for me. Dopamine works for all of us. It feels good. It was what made us eat the food, what made us be able to propagate the species. We will kill and die for this. So what if someone has control over what we will kill and die for? Not to get all Tony Stark on you, but remember that scene in Spider-Man, the first one, where he took away the suit and Peter says, don't, don't, I'm nothing without that suit. And he says, if you're nothing without that suit, then you shouldn't have it. Yeah, he says as he's in his, like, Iron Man suit. Yes. I'm sorry. No, but with that, all of his money. No, I'm no, no, sorry. without the Iron Man suit, he's still a billionaire playboy philanthropist. But the, then it's his money. There was nothing special about Steve that didn't come out of a bottle. No, but it's, then he has his money. He should be without his money. He doesn't get his suit or his money. And or then see what he's like. I'm sorry, it was a little his bit. Robots. I didn't. I maybe didn't think that that was the most genuine But that's comments. the thing. It's like, you know, we'll go nuts for a chocolate bar uh, or a video game reward. Uh, a sticker. What, what will it be, I'm good yeah, for a sticker. What will it be like when you actually have enhancements uh, in the world? Things that make awesome. us stronger and faster to see and faster process and more connected. I, I think that there's going to be so many amazing good things. But then there'll be so many amazing bad things. Because you think about someone that 
you like that's wearing this whatever Iron Man suit and that's awesome, but what if there's the same person with nefarious means? The thing is, is that these tools can be used for good yeah. and for evil and, you know, just like Einstein, yeah. you know, I'd rather be a watchmaker yes, than maybe a bomb. Yes, if I'd known then what I knew um, now, when you now what I knew, whatever, I'd yes, rather become a watchmaker. Been, yes, exactly. These things, we usually just do them and then we think about the repercussions afterwards because we're so short-sighted as humans. You stood upon the shoulders of giants. You were so busy trying to think what you could do that you didn't think whether you should do it or not. And then you get eaten by the dinosaur. Right, but even if we did, we'd probably do it anyways. You know, well, I mean, that's the interesting thing for me here. And that's part of the thing that I find so wonderful and terrifying and enticing about this all at the same time. It's that idea of acceleration. And when you, when you stop being accelerated, you feel terrible. Um, and the idea of being that connected and also like bugs, like there's a bug on my Mac and I just use up a lot of memory and it crashes. But what if that bug is in my implant? You know what I mean? It's like yes. uh, my watch and my watch has errors where I can't update it. What if, what if I brick my implant? Like it's just. Yes, it could happen. Or someone hacks your implant yes. or just like. Stop punching hack, yourself, Renee. Stop they, punching they yourself, They can hack Renee. the car and stop your car yeah. as they want or drive it for you or be able to see through the cameras. What if they could do that through you, through your eyes, through your experience, and then use that against you? Yeah. What a method to be or able to control people. Or you spy, you bug people. on somebody, like you're, you're surveilling them through their own implants, like you're seeing what they see, yes. you're hearing what they hear. Exactly. People are, exactly. Already, people are already paranoid. It's enough that to have all these little tiny devices in our house that can hear well, us. That's what I'm saying. People are already paranoid that companies like Facebook are, are like listening to Wait, us so they can make Instagram ads. Can we just ads. stop, back that up? They're not paranoid. We know that they are doing this. This well, is not paranoia. I mean, well, they don't, so, I mean, kind of, like, like it's scarier than that because it's not battery efficient to keep a mic on and they don't need to because they're so good at pulling our behavioral information. They get enough information from yeah. us, but if they wanted to, they yes. can, yes. right? Um, but like this being an implant, like the, the amount of data that would be streaming off of us all the time uh, and the amount of data that they would be putting into us yeah. all the time. When, when we talk about like 1984 and that dystopian future where the government has like cameras everywhere. The one piece in this Orwellian future that we didn't think of is that we're the ones that are buying the cameras. We're, yeah, we're so doing it to narcissistic. Ourselves. We, you don't, they didn't have to, like, we brought them into our homes. We're turning on them to show our lives. People take video of themselves committing crimes yes. and upload them. It's not yes. just that they commit, they take a camera and they videotape themselves committing crime. It's that after that huge dopamine high, they upload the crime to the internet like i'm sorry this is again you know good for not smart bad guys that are doing this but we do this to ourselves without a thought or repercussions it was one of my favorite lines from the west wing is when the president says how did you catch him and he goes i swear to god mr president goes yeah he goes um broken taillight there is no amount of law enforcement manpower or funding that can equal a criminal being stupid Right. How um, do you how do you get a, a sword from a Gramaton cleric? You ask him for it. Yeah, totally sense offender. Um, but yeah, the other thing that's super interesting about this there was Cory Doctorow's famous book Little Brother. Where we were all so concerned about mass surveillance, right. like in England, where Big Brother would be watching us. And, and there are places that have cameras like all everywhere. But Little Brother, the concept was that we had the cameras. Yes. That we were taking those everywhere, and those were still external cameras. Like right now. I've made it a policy like, just to put my phone down, so I don't like look at it constantly. Like I don't, I don't pick it up until I'm ready to get up. My phone is actually further than six feet from me right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I bought a charge down and I put it further away so that I couldn't like look at it all the time. Yeah. But 
that won't, I don't know if that'll be like, do you say like implant power down? And it's like, like, like what does happens? It, does it really? Yes. That's the thing is, do you also trust it? Do you trust something enough what if you forget to, to put it your into your head? But the thing is, is that because it's happening so slowly, right? It's gonna be the glasses that'll be next and people will get comfortable with that. We're already very comfortable with our watch yep. that tracks where we are and our heart rate. Yeah. So it can kind of tell what we're doing. I know you're lying right now. Depend, depending on our heart rate. Dum -dum. And tracking it and sending Dum -dum. it to a secondary source. And as we become more comfortable with that, because this is gonna be much slower, it's not just gonna be like from glasses to implant, we'll probably say yes to it because we've gotten used to we'll each boiled. little tiny step. Yeah, yes. they're boiling us cold water. Yes. Boiling hot water. Yes, but us it's just it's a hot so tub. slow yeah. that we don't notice the difference in between one step to another. So yes, I believe that it will happen. Yes, I believe that we will do it. And I think that we will then decide the repercussions after that. So will it be like in the movies where you have like everything from every cyberpunk movie, mm -hmm. like all the mod, like all the people who are mods and like fighting with the I'm mods, totally and then there'll be like the a mods. rebel group. Of I want to be able to jump high. I want to be able to land, and I want to be able to fly. So there'll be a group of rebels, humans who like are completely tech-free and they're fighting yes. for a future where we're not controlled by some malevolent cybernetic company. people that don't want to be like lojacked. Like yes. Sarah Connor. Yes. Yes. So you won't be Sarah Connor. You'll be the T-1000. Yes. That's oh. not even a maybe. Instructive. Yes. So terrifying and instructive. Yeah. I fully want that. So what would be the downsides though to our ability, because right previously we never had to worry about this much information constantly. There was like newspapers at first and radios, and then we got television, and then we got the internet, and now we have access to streaming information all the time, and the quality of information, of course, terrible. But this will be literally all the time, like direct access to limitless information. Limitless information also about us yeah. giving back that information, right? What did we look at? For how long did we look at it? What interested us and why? So the wealth of information that will be inside of one human where they will actually be able, like already they can take a um, image of your brain and know you thought of a tree, right? Yeah. And then you see a tree again and it's like, oh, they're thinking of a tree, right? So we can already have interfaces where people that are paralyzed can think to a computer and it can speak for it. It's not great, but it is there yeah. already. So this isn't even that many steps ahead to the future. So I think that that privacy of at least you don't know what I'm thinking, that is still private to me, is terrifying to me. That you will no longer have that privacy of even what's inside of your head. And I think that's where that line should definitely be drawn many steps ahead of because that. Because you end up divorced and in jail in this future? Well, then everyone does, though. <laughs> so I guess in that way, we're not that different. So everyone would we'll be, be in jail. We'll be divorced and in jail. Everyone. <laughs> everyone would be, um, you know, alone and with everyone at the same time. Yes. But I think that that privacy is one of those steps that, you know, who's going to fight for your rights? You mentioned something really interesting there because there is a lot of uh, accessibility, health, and wellness aspects to this. Like one of the things that Elon Musk has talked about with Neuralink is the ability to uh, either cure or bypass a lot of yeah. current brain issues or injuries. Yes. Um, which you know is again miraculous. It, it's so funny because there are all these conspiracy theories about how Bill Gates is trying to like secretly chip everybody with healthcare. And they, people use that as, oh, he's evil. But at the same time, those those same people are like, yes, Elon, Elon, make me that chip. It's like, it's so funny. It's like he's saying it out loud, so he's fine. Um, 
but yeah, there there is a whole bunch of people who look at this as a way to stop uh, conditions that have been debilitating. In that way, I think that that's wonderful, right? Technology is neither good nor bad. It's the manner in which we use it. To be able to have an exoskeleton to allow people that could not walk to be able to walk, that could not speak to be able to speak, I think is a wonderful way to use technology. But I think that we need to have laws, regulations, and a thought process in play to be able to make sure that we are also protected, that we have rights to privacy, that large corporations with huge lobbyists and lots of money don't end up with access to who we are, you know, because we'll just give it away for free for a little tiny trinket, right? People give away their DNA, their genetic code, their who they are as a person, just to find out a, within a percentage chance, what lineage they have, what are their genetics? Remember a lot of the the huge Facebook controversy, uh, Cambridge Analytica, the data was based on people filling out surveys like, what Game yes. of Thrones character are you? Yes. They just gave away all this psychological profile information just to and see which... it's so much their, fun their to find out which Pokemon like, yeah. they, character they were. Like, I did the one for, um, which, which Transformer are you? You're Megatron. Yeah, it was Megatron. Yeah, yeah it's easy. I don't know needs to do a survey for that. <laughs> Not even Starscream. I, just straight I up Megatron. I wasn't, I wasn't Megatron, actually. I was, I was, what's his name? No, I was actually one of the, the main good guys. Oh, right. All right. So the, the information can't have been that good. <laughs> I was all proud. No, uh, but yeah, but that, that's all, that's all um, part, of, part of the future is that it's unknowable, but it's also often very obvious in hindsight. Like you can look back and say, well, of course this happened. But and we can always do that in hindsight. Yeah, well, but I mean like technology, like, like uh, you mentioned Einstein with the nuclear, with nuclear power, they didn't know if it was going to set the atmosphere on fire. They tested it anyway. Tested it and as a result, we have nuclear bombs, but also nuclear reactors. Um, antimatter could tear the planet in half, but we still have all these little bits of antimatter sitting around these magnetic bottles. Because again, you know, we do it because we can do it, not because we should or we shouldn't do it. Uh, and cloning, um, we're talking about cybernetics, but a lot of the stuff that's happening also is CRISPR-based, like genetic sequencing. Yes. There are countries that don't have the same laws about cloning and about genetic engineering, uh, and rumors keep surfacing that they're literally making armies of super soldiers, like athletes yes. that'll be uncomparable. Yes. You know, seven feet tall, they can run two, one minute, mile, whatever. Uh, so in the future, Georgia, do we have the cyborgs fighting the artificial intelligence, fighting the CRISPR super soldiers? No, unfortunately, those will all be controlled, right? One power will gather all of the different areas, and so it will be us without these powers fighting those that do have those powers. And unfortunately, those that have want to protect what they have, and those that have not often also want to protect those that have. (laughs) Um, And so because they believe that they could become these people and... I'll just say it, like advertising works, right? So if someone says something that this is good, this is good, you should work 40 hours a week because that's being hardworking and you should work for less than minimum wage because that shows what gumption you have. People be like, oh yeah, that's right. Until people start to wake up and be like, wait a second, who made these rules? Why should I be able to do this? And maybe I should actually have a wage that I can survive on and support my family. Yeah, it's, uh, people will, People will give them the opportunity. People will often do themselves in. It was that one of my favorite um, bits from the old X-Files TV show where they had all the devils. And I think Bruce Campbell was one of them, which was amazing. And they have a competition for who could damn the most human souls. And they kept going through the stories about, like, what do you do? What did you do? And they like, I got this person to murder this person. I got this person. And they finally get to the end. And they say, what did you do? He goes, I don't have to do anything. They do it to themselves. These people, 
They, they not only invented an alarm clock, a device whose only design is to destroy the one natural state of bliss that they enjoy, but these fiends came up with something called the snooze button. I just wait, you see a person hit their alarm for the last time, walk out the window and just jump straight out. And like we do it, we do it to ourselves. Are you more or less with the same concerned, or maybe not concerned at all about the advent of cybernetics and AI and the advent of high scale genetic engineering and CRISPR technology and things? I, I think that, again, I, I'm, I'm excited and scared for both of them. I'm excited for all of the benefits that we can have, but because we're so narrow-sighted and because we're so into just the moment and the things that are for ourselves and we're, we're selfish by nature, um, because of that, what we do and the way that we do it, that I worry about. I think that both can be also very exciting and I love the new technology and I love the fact that we could be able to fix um, genetic abnormalities in our code to be able to make us, you know, get rid of, eradicate cancer and diseases and yep. illnesses and have people be able to walk who could not walk. And I think that that's very exciting on the flip side of it. So I can't say that either of them, it's not the technology that scares me. It's in the hands of which humans and with which rules, because we always make the rules after we've made the mistake, right? Like we never, like, I don't know, we probably have at some point in our existence, I'm hoping someone will put a comment of where we made a rule before we actually screwed it up in the first place. But always, all the time, like with that, like whatever, don't stick this bag over your head is written on the bag. And I'm like, you know why that was written there. Someone did this, right? Well, they so say whatever it takes they say like that. 10 to 20 years for the laws to catch up with the technology. And that's a long time. Like for we're only technology. now talking about social networks and how long have we had social networks for? Yes, More and privacy. We, yeah. we were only now actually discussing how privacy should be for everyone. And maybe we should be careful with what people sell, whose information to whom. And it's amazing because you go back, I think it must be 20 years now, like the West Wing, they had that whole episode about the Supreme Court and who they were going to put on the Supreme Court. And Sam stands up and says, it's because like you know, the previous years were about the role of big government. This is going to be about privacy, about your medical records, about your health, about who you're sleeping with, about who you, what medication you're on. And I can't in a but a country born on freedom, I can't imagine something more important than privacy. And yet, 20 years later, we've made functionally no no governmental, like no regulation, no oversight difference. I mean, the the EU has done some stuff, some good, some bad. But uh, in North America, we've had very little protection of privacy encoded. Yeah, so, I mean, like on one hand, you do get the benefits, like you said, uh, like the same way that um, Neuralink might help fix a lot of uh, brain injuries, uh, genetic engineering might help avoid a lot of genetic uh, problems, anomalies, diseases, all these sorts of things. But on the other side, you have Khan, Nuni, and Singh, right? And you have the army of the enhanced, uh, you have eugenics wars, basically, which, right. you know, we've kind of gone through <laughs> in the last century and probably don't want to revisit again. They, you say that, but are, are we history will continue to repeat itself because yeah. we forget. What is the one thing that you are most excited about thinking about this in the future and which is the one thing that terrifies you the most? I think just um, getting to the point where we take another big leap forward in terms of humanity and what we can attain and what we can do. And I'm not, it doesn't have to be like colonizing Mars or uh, in, inventing no, technology. let's fix this planet. We yeah, have well, a planet we, here. All, all those sorts of things. But I've been so depressed over the, I, I read this thing where they were talking about modeling disasters, like they, all the stuff that all the disaster prevention organizations do every year, like whether it's volcanoes erupting or forest fires or meteor, like, like asteroid impacts, uh, earthquakes, tidal waves, all these things. 
And they were saying that like pan modeling pandemics is one of the most common things they ever did. They do it all the time. They've never seen it not be modeled. But the one thing they never anticipated was vaccine rejection. It would be equivalent to modeling how to, how to save people during a forest fire when a large percentage of the people run back into the fire. Right. And that's what I'm scared about here. So like we have this, this huge possibility for attainment here, for, for um, going past what our, what our previous limits were. But on one hand, you have the people who are gonna abuse it, which is not dissimilar to all the people who tried to make a ton of money during the pandemic. Right. But then you have also uh, the, bunch, the bunch of people for whom, um, you know, I, I hate to make this analogy, but like the dinosaurs were wiped out by a comet from the heavens, and we are very close to being wiped out by an asteroid of our own stupidity. And that's the part that I fear, is that no matter what we attain, the, 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 the worst among, like our worst instincts, like our fear, our hate, our, our, um, all these things will make us uh, lose the potential that we're being offered. Fair. All right, so we do have a bonus segment for you. It is way cheerier than cyborg uh, genetically modified uh, AIs taking over the world and the possible ramifications. But to watch it, you have to be watching on Nebula where you get bonus segments to all of these shows, to all, you know, a lot of our videos, no, no sponsors, no ads, just pure Renee and Georgia straight to your brainstem. Now, if you're not watching on Nebula, you can get in on it, it is super easy. All you do is go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk. You sign up, you get a CuriosityStream account and you get a Nebula account. It's like two for the price of one, literally, because not only do you get a massive discount on CuriosityStream, it's less than 15 bucks a month. It's less than like, like a pan pizza at some of those fancy Chicago restaurants. And then you get everything CuriosityStream has to offer, all of their series, all of their documentaries, like they had, I saw the other day, the sorry, the Demolition Man. And it was not, it was not Rocky versus Blade. It was not the Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, MDK. No, it was an actual guy from Australia who goes around to some of the biggest, uh, most dilapidated derelict buildings and works with them to bring them down, like old bridges, old constructions. And you see these massive structures being brought down in a way that doesn't like destroy everything, everything around, around them. And you just see like all these huge buildings and bridges and everything coming down. And he's just like smiling. It's like watching a kid, you know, step on the Lego set at the end of the thing. But it's great, yeah, and they have so many, like thousands of those documentaries and series. And then of course you get Nebula as well, which has all of George's videos ad-free and sponsor-free. My videos ad-free and sponsor-free. I have two originals. I have one where I talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Awesome. Which I could never do on YouTube. People are like, awesome. why is there a Buffy uh, video on this Apple channel? No, no, it doesn't work. And I have my documentary that you were in about the impact of the iPhone on creators' lives and careers. So for all of that, for less than $15 a year, it is curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk. Just sign up and enjoy. And if you're not signing up, Georgia, where can people find you? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter. It's Georgia underscore Dow. And on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash Georgia Dow. And you can find me, Renee Ritchie, at on Twitter, at on Twitter, on Twitter, at Twitter, something. Both. At Renee Ritchie on Twitter. How's there that? There you go. And then you can also find me at youtube.com slash Renee Ritchie. Thank you so much.